Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Divine Links Ministries. And I am Lee Massey, and I have with me D.A. My name is D.A. Welcome back, everyone. And we are going to talk today about unforgiveness and how to walk in forgiveness. And so let me start off with a quick prayer. God, we just come before you in Jesus' name. Thank you for the opportunity to spend time with your people and to share what you're sharing with us. We ask that you just illuminate them to be able to not just hear, but to receive what you're saying and to be able to walk in the fullness of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. So we're, t- we're talking about how to walk in forgiveness. And um, it sounds simple, but it's actually something we daily have to do and daily have to um, get stronger in. in. Um, and when you think about for, uh, forgiveness, what does it seem like? Um, it sounds pretty easy when you think about um, forgiving someone. Someone say, hey, I'm sorry. And you go, oh, okay, I forgive them. Yeah, but what we're talking about is a little more deeper than that. We can walk. Uh, forgiveness is the key to our freedom. And when you think about forgiveness, you think about um we're talking about deep forgiveness, like someone hurt you, someone slap you, someone abuse you, abuse uh, your kid or someone do something that is really to the point that you cringe when you think of their name, um, um, when you think of what they've done or, you know, even in the past or present or, you know, we have to always know that um, forgiveness, uh, our forgiveness hinges on us forgiving it really does. And if you, um, uh, let me see. Oh, do you want to go through some verses first, DA? Um, yeah, I can go. I, I'll start off. Okay. So if you look at Ephesians 4.32, it says, uh, Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ, for Christ, God, for Christ's sakes, have forgiven you. And so what he's saying is that we have to be tenderhearted. We have to forgive each other because, hey, God gave, forgave us. Exactly. God forgave us. So we have to be in that same, be able to, um, he said um, that we have to do as he do. And he is our example. So he forgave us for our sins. So we have to forgive others. And in uh, uh, Matthew 6, um, 14, it says, uh, for, if it, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. That sounds like that. Uh, God saying that we have to forgive in order to be forgiven, as we were saying, that our our forgiveness hinges on us forgiving others. And I'm thinking, but you know, but I'm not mean to them. I didn't do anything bad. Why are they? And they they are still you know doing things to hurt me. Um, uh, and then we look at that, and it kind of bothers us because sometimes you can see how um, uh, people hate you when you don't know them. Or people hate you because someone said that you said that this said, and they don't know. And then they start treating you in a way, and you're like wondering. You're stuck like trying to um, love people that hate you, um, that do things that hurt and harm you. But God said, mm, forgive them. <laughs> and then if you look at Colossians 3.13, it says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have any quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so forgive you them also yeah and that's something because uh, when you think about it um 
you have to give even before they asked forgiveness. And that's what he's saying. Uh, if you have a quarrel against someone, you forgive them. And uh, even if they say, um, uh, I don't need your forgiveness, you still have to forgive them. You have to walk in that love and forgiveness. And that's that would be hard because, and that is hard sometimes because I've had where people, um, and God say, forgive them, walk in love. And so you're being nice to them and they think that you are um, doing it because you you like, you want them to forgive you and you want to be their friend but it's like no and I told one of my friends one of the girls that had did something I'd let her stay with me and she was like being so uh on the phone talking about me to her friend and I'm like why is she talking about me and she's in my house and everything and um uh I got real upset and I just yelled at her or said something I shouldn't have said and then I turned around and got the Holy Spirit convicted me and say you don't that's not the way you're supposed to do. You don't get mad and just yell at somebody. And so I, and so he made me go back and apologize. The Holy Spirit won't let you sleep until you do. So, so I had to go back and apologize. And I said, I am so sorry. I forgive you. Forgive me for that. And then she goes, Yeah, because if you didn't, because um, uh, you probably just got scared because you know I, I will, you know I will do this. And I'm like, No, I did not get scared of you. I said, I got, I have a fear of God. I don't want to be in the wrong relationship with God. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with what God said. That if we, um, but he said that don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Anything that I do before I go to sleep, I try to get that right. Because I don't want to um, go to, like he said, go uh, go to sleep. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. I'm sorry. And so um, that's one thing I don't want, you know. And I want to be able to know that I, when I lay down to sleep, I have, nothing uh, I've, I've, I've repented for everything that was wrong in my life because I want to be able to be able to be an example of Christ and I don't want to hold unforgiveness and bitterness in my heart I don't want it to fester because if it, you let it sleep on it then you'll let it sleep on another night then before you know it you uh, can go ahead and just live that way and be okay with it I want immediately to have short accounts with God when I mess up um, ask him to forgive me and move on I don't want to get stuck Amen. Yeah, you're right. And if you look at Luke 11, 4, it said, And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. So it sounds like that God is really clearly saying that we have to forgive in order to be forgiven. There's no in-between. It's just black, white. Forgive, and you're forgiven. Don't forgive, you're not forgiven. Your sins are retained until you can forgive. And then your sins are forgiven. Wow. And that, and you think about that. That is, um, it's so true. We do have to walk in that forgiveness. And um, also he said uh, in Second Chronicles seven fourteen it says that we have to humble ourselves. We have to fast and pray. We have to seek his face and turn from our sins. And then he will hear from heaven and forgive us our sins. And he will heal our land. And I think it's, the key is like we humble ourselves. It's humble. It's very humiliating. Um. Uh, whenever you have to go to someone and ask them to forgive you when you've done nothing wrong and they've done something wrong or if you did do something wrong and you mess up you have to go and ask them to forgive you and let go of it because it's not worth holding on to none of it when it comes to eternity uh, life or death you don't want to die with things you know holding on to um, unforgiveness it's not worth it amen it's never worth it yeah, and then so in Luke uh, 6.37, it said, Judge not, you, you shall not be judged. 
condemn not, you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. So forgiveness can be hard, though. And why can it be so hard? And because, uh, again, you, you're forgiving people that are not, not even asking to you to forgive them. They're like, no, I'm fine. I don't like you. And you're like, but I like you. And and then they're like, well, I don't like, you know, Elo Punk, you know. And you don't, you know. So in other words, you, you, you need my forgiveness. And they, they'll assume that it's because uh, you want to be friends with them. But it's like, no, I, I want to be able to be right with God. And the way I'm being right with God is to forgive, like he said, even though you're not asking, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to forgive you. That That's hard, especially for a man. I'm sure it would be. It's hard for women, too. It's not just men. But, um, and also, like, if you look at the Bible where Jesus, um, when Stephen was being stoned, he said, God, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And they, they killed him. But as he was being stoned, he said, forgive them. And he, because he realized, I don't want to hold anything, even as I'm dying. I don't want to hold anything against these people. God, forgive them, you know. And I really think that's important because he was mimicking what Jesus did on the cross when he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. So Stephen still said the same thing as Jesus said when Jesus, we were in sin. He was saying, forgive those people that are spitting on me, that are that are that nailed me to this cross, that that beat me with those stripes. Forgive all those people. And he's sitting there in pain and in torment. But yet Jesus still could say, forgive them. And then he wants us to do the same. And we have little hurts and little things that we're saying, oh, I don't want to forgive because of the way they treated me. But, and I'm not saying it, trying to be, you know, uh, condescending, but because I've done that before. I've had a lot of things where I've had hurts. And I've said, God, I need help because I can't forgive them right now. But if you help me, I will. And then when you, when you do that and you see the sincerity of your heart, God will for, help you. The Holy Spirit will come and help you to do what you can't do in your own strength. And, um, uh, uh, because we realize, man, we, I don't want to be stuck and bound, uh, bound up. Because if you look at Matthew 18, uh, the last two I want you just to, to really focus on in uh, 34 and 35, it's, it reads, And the Lord was wroth and delivered them to the, his tormentors until he shall pay all that was due unto them, him. And so likewise shall your heavenly Father do unto you if you from your hearts forgive not not just with your mouth, but from your heart. In everyone, his brother, their trespasses. And I, that what's so interesting, it says, and the Lord, if you look in 34, and the Lord was wroth and delivered them, him to his tormentors. So our tormentors are who? Uh, in, the, in this chapter, it's saying the tormentors are uh, demonic oppression. And I believe a lot of times that we are, when we can't forgive, we are under, uh, we've allowed the enemy to come in because if you can't forgive, then what you're doing is you're allowing uh, demonic oppression, those uh, the enemy to have access into your life because God told you forgive and you don't, so you're giving him an open door to come in and do whatever he wants. And he's going to um, torment you with thoughts, with harassment. Uh, he's going to make you... Uh, Rage come in. One of his uh, demons are going to be rage. Uh, you're going to have uncontrolled anger. You're going to have resentment. You're going to have murder in your heart because uh, he said if you uh, that that murder is if you hate somebody, 
that's murder. You're committing murder in your heart, as Jesus said. So uh, we got to be so careful that uh, that we let go of things and not hold it. Because if we hold it, we're going to fester it. And then more demonic forces, more spirits can come in and torment us. Yeah, I, 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 that's that's good. Because I know that uh, sometimes people, uh, people kill when they can't forgive. I mean, you look at, what is it, forensics files and... All those things where you see people that get so angry that they wind up killing somebody. One of the guys killed his girlfriend because he thought she cheated on him because one of his friends said he saw her talk to another girl guy. But come to find out, she was not interested in the guy. They did not even get together. But he wind up coming to her, killing her because he was so angry. And um, that's what anger will do. If you look at a lot of the things on uh, murder and stuff, it all stems from unforgiveness and anger unforgiveness which causes anger which causes uh, uh, bitterness which causes rage and uncontrolled anger it all stems from not being able to forgive yeah and, and that's true that's true um, people and also depression and um, suicide um, racing thoughts plotting to thinking about how you seeing them uh, suffer like you suffered that's also uh, those uh, tormentors coming in and letting you see them doing the same thing over and over again and not and you're not letting go of that you're you're actually allowing that thought to fester instead of casting that thought down immediately when you there's a thought that's not godly that's not um that you know it's the enemy bringing them thoughts so you will take hold and latch hold it to it and run with it those thoughts instead of casting them down how long do you sit and let a thought that's not of God fester in your mind? And that that's going to be the key to your either being in bondage or casting it down and being set free from it. That's so true. Yeah, because sometimes you can keep a thought and you know it's not of God, but yet you can start or fantasy. And sometimes it can be a fantasy of a, a sexual fantasy. It can be a... Um, a fantasy of, of uh, killing somebody or hurting somebody really bad or seeing them suffer like you suffer. Any type of a thought that's not of God, you immediately cast it down. You don't let it fester because it can wind up being worse and uh, causing you to sin and bringing other spirits in. Right? Yeah, definitely. And there was this girl that uh, uh, she was dealing with uh, at uh, my niece's church and I I felt bad for her. I said, well, let me see if I can see, because she tried to kill herself. And I said, wow, that's pretty sad. I saw that she was being trying to get delivered at the front of the uh, church, but nothing happened. And so I felt bad for her. And I said, well, let me take her out. Maybe she just needed somebody to talk to. And I talked to her and I asked her, took her out to dinner and just asked, how are you doing? And I asked, and I start asking her about who haven't you forgiven? Cause you're trying to, you know, hurt yourself. And there's always something. And she said, my mom and I was shocked that she said I said really I said why haven't you well she said because the way she's been neglectful she's I was in uh, foster care and she you know I don't you know she's not got along with her mom and I said well you have to let go so you won't because you're trying to kill yourself because and things like that and she was saying she was having hearing voices also say that she was worthless and to kill herself and she'd be better off dead and so she had tried twice, and I was thinking, I said, well, you have to let go. You have to forgive her. I said, otherwise, you know, you're giving the tormentors, those are the tormentors, access into your life because you're holding on to bitterness. And she, you know what she said? Well, 
I can't. And I was like, well, God will help you. She said, mm, maybe I'll ask later, but right now, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to. And I really felt bad for her. I said, well, can I pray for you? And she allowed me to pray for her. I prayed for her. But I just feel sad because then I just heard again she was trying to, she tried, again, tried suicide. And um, I realized that that is all because of uh, you're holding on to unforgiveness and thinking that somehow that's going to hurt her, hurt the, the other person. But it's not. It's just hurting you. Uh, so what are the, so what do you think some of the ways are that shows that we have forgiven? Um, one of the ways is that when we hear their name, there's nothing in us that that gets like get mad or get upset when we hear their name or we see them happy. When we see them happy, we're happy. We're not like, oh, why are they happy? They shouldn't be happy. Uh, and uh, or when a, the offense is brought up and you get upset and you want to cry because you just still because you're still holding on to that you have not forgiven and also or when you speak negative about them tell somebody what they did and make want them to be angry with them like you are you gossip about them that's showing that you have not forgiven but like you know you want to feel you want them to feel your pain and suffer and get back what they gave to you that's showing you haven't forgiven and sometimes you'll visually see them uh, being hurt or destroyed and somehow that gives you a little bit of yeah, they should have to go through that. And uh, you, because you, you keep thinking about the offense instead of uh, letting it go. Yeah, those are, yeah, good points. And those are uh, things that show that you haven't forgiven. And freedom comes from releasing that person and just saying, uh, through the Holy Spirit's power, we can't do it in our own strength always, but God said we, we, we can through him. He gives us a power. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the power to be able to forgive and to let go. We have to have that. Um, and I think we have to really know that we have the Holy Spirit right there to help us. And uh, one ways I've, two ways I found out to do that I've learned how to, uh, to let people go is that I uh, pray for them. If the enemy brings them up for me to be mad, instead of being mad, I just say, I'm going to pray for that person. And um, every time he bring, brings that person up, I just pray for them. And uh, I also learned, like, I do something nice. Like, okay, I'm so mad at that girl. But so I'll go and buy, hey, I'll buy you breakfast. Hey, you want some dinner or whatever? I'll do something. Well, I'll say, well, I'm going to go beyond what I feel because my feelings are going to take me out. But my but if I just say, God, I'm going to do what you say do, then I feel that that's whenever I'll be blessed, when I just go beyond what I feel and not allow anger and resentment to take over, but hope the Holy Spirit of God to take over. And um, that's whenever we have that freedom when we can just say, God, please help me by your Holy Spirit. Just go ahead and do something you don't want to do. Say something nice to them. You know, um, just encourage them whenever you feel like, you know, you feel discouraged, just encourage them. Say something good. Uh, buy them a little gift. Do something that shows the enemy, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do what you want me to do. And that's like walk in resentment. I'm going to walk in love because I got my the Holy Spirit here to help me. And um, and one thing, when you think about, um, what, give me an example of what bitterness is, uh, D.A. Um. Well, an example of bitterness is uh, when you think about it, you know how uh, uh, how you trap a monkey. You trap them by getting a, a box, putting in a, a, a banana in it, and just have it where there's a hole that he can put his hand through. 
and he can grab a hold of the banana, but he can't pull it out with the banana. He has to release the banana to get it out. And so what they do, that's what they do. They put a trap, they put it, uh, a banana in a box and make it cut a hole out uh, enough that he can put his hand in and grab the, uh, the banana. But when he goes to pull it out, he can't. And that monkey will sit there and hold on to that banana, even though when he see these people approaching with bats, they will uh, he'll sit there and try to uh, fight them off with his hand. And he's sitting there waving his hand, waving his hand, but holding on to the banana. He won't let go, and they'll wind up killing him and bashing his brains out with a bat because he won't let go. And that's what bitterness is. Bitterness is actually us holding on to something when we can see it's destroying us. It's going to destroy us. But yet we rather hold on to that bitterness. Like you said, that girl, she'd rather hold on to that bitterness and be destroyed rather than let it go, release it, and let God handle it. That's a good one. That is good. Yeah, and that, that's so true. And also, if you think about um, uh, what I thought about as an example was whenever, whenever um, there's a toy, you know, somebody, uh, there's a, there's a example of a girl with a toy, a little baby, a uh, little kid with a toy, and they go to their father and they say, father, uh, and she say, father, can you fix my toy? And he goes, okay. And then she walks around for a while and then she says, daddy, did you fix it yet? And he said, no. And then she waited another half an hour. Dad, did you fix it? And he said, no. And then she said, why didn't you fix it? He said, you never let it go. I can't fix it until you let it go. And that's what God is saying. Let it go so I can I can deal with it, so I can help you with through this process. You can't do it on your own. It has to be me helping you through it. So I think that we have to realize that God wants to help us, but we got to let things go so he can uh, fix the problem for us. Amen? Amen. All right, guys, so we want to know we want you guys to know we're done. We want you to know we love you. And please just remember that God is going to help you too. But you have to let things go and put it in his care. Don't try to fix it yourself. You can't. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to do it. So um, just be blessed and remember that. And if God is for you, who can be against you? Amen. So you guys have a great day today. All right, guys, have an awesome day. Bye-bye. Thank you.